Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Bonafide Legal Podcast. This is Florence Bremer. Bonafide Legal Podcast is a podcast to help attorneys and business owners with time management and lifestyle tips. I'm a mother, a new grandmother, a wife, a movie enthusiast, a fan of a great deal, restaurant lover, follower of many television shows, self-proclaimed fashionista, and overall in love with popular culture. Besides all this, I'm a lawyer. I've been a lawyer for 20 years. Throughout my practice, I struggle day by day to find a balance between work and life. I've developed some tips for living my best life and enjoying my work and time off, and I wanted to, to share those, and that's what I've been doing in this podcast for the last year and a couple of months is sharing those tips that I come up with. Generally, my tips are based on what I have going on in my life and my job at a certain time. So starting Monday, as I record this, it's Saturday night. Starting Monday, I'm starting a five-day jury trial. A jury trial for me is probably the most stressful thing that I can do. The schedule in a jury trial is basically you get to the court when the courthouse opens at 8 and you are there until 5 o'clock when they shut the doors, sometimes after, although judges don't love it because the staff is forced to stay afterwards and I think that kicks in issues with overtime and that sort of thing. But for the, for the most part, you are just in court all day. And while you're in court all day, everything else in your world, personal and business, piles up. So here's some tips that I have been using to help me prepare for this trial. And I think you can use these tips Well, some of the tips are going to be like super specific for a trial, but if you're in another business that's not the law, I think you can use some of these tips if you're, say, traveling on a long work trip or going to be shut away doing a long project or even taking a vacation. So one of the tips I have is prepare the people around you for you being unavailable. And I start this about four weeks in advance um, where I'm constantly telling clients and getting my staff ready as well, hey, you will not be able to reach me during this week. And as we're leading up to the week, I'm prepping for a trial, so it's going to be difficult to get anything done. Besides preparing people, I prepare myself with my work. So I was working very hard on other cases as well. So doing the work I needed to do for this upcoming case, but also doing extra work, although it meant kind of working on weekends a bit or coming in earlier to the office, it's summertime. And with my daughter not being in school, I find that a good time for me to get to the office early. It stinks because I'm getting up early, but at least the sun is up. And I try to get to the office between 7 and 7.30. Not only do I get uh, the best parking at the office, but I also have a good two hours of some really significant quiet time. Sometimes the phone will be ringing like as early as 7.30, and I'm always sort of surprised about that 
And then at 8 o'clock, it seems like the phone rings quite a bit. But if I can't answer the phone, I put the do not disturb on my phone or um, I'm in a different room that doesn't have a phone so I can work. And so I had some briefs that were due around the time of my trial. So I wrote them a couple of weeks ago and handed them off to my associate so she could do the finishing touches on them um, while I was in trial. Another thing I do is I plan for catch-up time afterwards. This I'm finding is really difficult because if the court is scheduling hearings the day after I finish trial, that stinks. And so I have that a little bit. I have a telephonic hearing that is literally the day after I finish trial. Um, and then I, I just try to leave it open a little bit. Also try to plan some time off. So what I'm going to be doing the, the next, let's see, week and a half will be kind of unpleasant for me. It'll definitely be a push. So it's Saturday night. This whole weekend I've been working on the trial. I brought the file home with me. I've been getting up early and working on it. Um, it's Saturday night. I was just reading transcripts downstairs and then ran upstairs to do this podcast. So um, it's just going to be unpleasant. And then, like I said, going into trial the 8 to 5, that does not include the commute. So add on an extra hour to hour and a half, depending on traffic for the commute. And then each day I'll have to go back into the office at night to prep for the next day's trial. And also just sort of get my ducks in a row with, with everything else. See if there's things like try to keep on top of my mail and my emails and pass those off to um, staff that can take care of it or just do a quick answer that says I'm in trial um, I cannot handle this right now and I'll talk to you next week um, so I, I'm in trial through Friday we should be all wrapped up on Friday depending on the time hopefully not too too late maybe I can get a head start on the next week that's all playing it by ear. I have to be flexible. I cannot count on, oh, maybe we'll be done, you know, the jury will deliberate and we'll be done uh, 9 o'clock on Friday. Like, I have no idea. So um, the next thing that um, I'm going to have to do is that upcoming weekend, so the um, weekend right after the trial, Unfortunately, even though I'm going to be exhausted, I'm going to have to plan for some blocks of time to be in the office. So hopefully I can get a head start on, on that on Friday. Most likely I will take Saturday off or maybe bring some work home and then probably go into the office on Sunday night, which is always a kind of okay time for me. If I have to work on the weekend, I would rather it be Sunday night. Um, than any other time of the week. I've actually worked some Saturday nights. Not great, <laughs> um, but Sunday night, not so bad because it just is kind of rolling into Monday anyways. Monday and Tuesday, I know after this trial week, will just be unpleasant. It'll be more of that catch up. And what I've planned afterwards is just a short trip. It will be a 
four-day, three-night trip with my family, just going to Coronado and getting out of the heat. Having a trial in July or August in Arizona is the worst. It's just the worst. I don't have a choice about being dressed up. There's some court hearings in my life where I can get away with a, a lightweight dress and heels. Um, in trial, I really have to have a suit on. I have to let the jury know who I am. So comfort is not going to be my friend during that week. So summer trials are always rough. And what I like to do for that is try to take some just a couple days off. And I had um, a second jury trial coming up in August, which looks like it's pushed off. So that has made my life much different all of a sudden. Um, but it'll be nice to get away for a few days, especially because after I come back, starting in August, almost every day in August, I'm in court, all sorts of different hearings, sometimes two hearings in a row. So it'll be nice to have a few days off. And I had scheduled that a long time ago to go after this trial so I could have a few days at the beach, a few days in cooler weather. Some other things I do when I am preparing for trial is I have lots of to-do lists going. I have personal to-do lists going. I have shopping lists, um, menus, um, list for my staff in the office, list for this trial particularly, lists on my other cases. And you just have a bunch of lists going on all the things you need to do. One thing I like to do too before a trial is take a visit to the courtroom and just see the setup. Where is the jury sitting? Where is the Elmo machine where I lay my exhibits for the jury to see? Um, where will my chair be? Where can I put my trial briefcase? All of that. Also, with trial, I have to be somewhat prepared on what I'm bringing in. Some trials, you can have several banker's boxes. And when it's hot out, you can't, or at least I can't, <laughs> maybe the Hulk can, um, or Lady Hulk, she's an attorney, can come in and bring in all these boxes. Generally, that's too much for me. So I just try to bring my laptop case, my personal bag, and usually for the um, week of trial, I'll use a tote so I can throw extra stuff in it, like a a granola bar or a protein bar or a bottle of water or whatever it is that I might need just to kind of tide me over if I need something going on. Otherwise, with the rest of my files, and luckily I have staff to do it, but if you don't, maybe you can have a family member or a friend help you or call someone from TaskRabbit and hire someone to do it and have them bring the rest of the files to trial for you. I usually have them bring them to me midday lunchtime, the first day of trial, for a couple of reasons. Number one, they can also bring me lunch at that time. And um, two, just in case something has happened, I've had trials that have started and then stopped. And um, I might know that in the first couple of hours, so why have the person drop everything off? 
So I bring what I absolutely need that morning and then have everything else delivered to me. For trial, and it's the same with oral argument, you have to read everything. You read everything in the box. For me, it's not something that I can do. It's not like a month before I can start working on it. A month before I'm working on other things. I'm working on things like jury instructions and statement to the court and uh, voir dire questions, like all those, I don't even want to call them little things, but things that could be prepared in advance. Things like reading the file to me is not something that I can start a month before. Maybe if I'm in a trial that's going to, and I've never had this because this just really isn't my practice, but if I had a trial maybe that was going to last six months, I'm probably going to start reading everything the night before. But otherwise, I start about seven days before. And I just bring, wherever I'm at, I bring a little stack of something to read. So I'm not, the, the box is usually in my car. But for instance, I went and got a pedicure this week. So I brought a transcript and a, and a small part of the file with me. And we'll just carry it around. If I go for coffee, I might have another small part of the file because I'm just sort of reading through everything. But my big push day, because my mind just can't hold it from a week before. It's not like I could read all this, th all these things a week before or two weeks before and it would be in my head. I have to read it near to the trial, like really when I'm living the trial. So this weekend is really my big push on on reading it all. And well before I was doing that, I had the file organized. So as I'm reading through it, it's making sense. And I'm shuffling stuff around in the file um, to make things uh, more convenient for me as I need them. A lot of people, um, when you have witnesses, would love for you to hand them a list of questions. I can't work that way. I can never prepare questions. And I don't think 99% of the attorneys will have a list of questions. Instead, I think they have outlines. Not much different. You can still give it to the witness, give it to the client, but your outline is going to help you be more flexible where you're not sounding like a robot when you're asking these questions. And if the answer to the question puts you on a different route, if you're just looking at a list of questions, you may not follow up on something that's important. That's why I like outlines better. And I expand on the outline. Like for instance, if there is an issue in the case, like is when a, a parties met and what happened at that first meeting. So I just have a brief outline about that. And then as things may pop up in the answers, I can make a little note to the side for additional um, questions that I can answer. So making the outline expounded by moving off to the right or the left margin. Another thing for an attorney is to anticipate evidentiary issues. A lot of the legal objections have been made in writing beforehand, but always to be thinking about it. Sometimes um, what I like to do is read um, 
like a little primer on evidence. And I have one that um, I, I like to use. It's actually something that law students use. And it's just the basics. It's, it's big. It's like 300 pages. But it helps you just sort of think through foundation and hearsay and all of that. One thing for trial is you constantly have to be on your toes. Um, watching the jury. Watching the judge. Listening to your things that your client's telling you, um, observing the opposing counsel, listening to the opposing counsel when they're talking to you, listening to the witness as they are um, answering questions, whether it's your questions or another attorney's questions. You just constantly have to be on your toes, which a lot of times because it's just so... It's so much adrenaline, so much exhilaration always being on that as soon as the trial is over, like I crash. I just crash. Like I need to take a bath or sit in a, the pool or something um, just to, to recoup. One thing that I, I do for my closing argument is I have an outline of points for the closing argument, but I'm not married to it at the beginning of the trial. I could never write out my closing prior to the beginning of the trial. You don't know what's going to come out in trial. I have seen, and I'm not saying I'm not guilty of this either. But I've seen in openings, sometimes an opening argument is the attorney saying, this is what the evidence is going to show. Sometimes they make promises on what the evidence will show, and it never comes up. And I feel like the jury is probably thinking, hey, you made a really big deal about this in opening, and then it was never mentioned again, or it wasn't mentioned in the way that you thought it was going to be mentioned. Um, so I don't like to say, this is exactly what my closing argument is going to be. I don't think you can do that. I don't think anyone can do that. It is a uh, work in progress, and you have to see what the evidence shows. The thing that's difficult about that is that when you are the plaintiff in the case, you are giving the opening, or you're giving your closing argument first. So sometimes you're literally closing the evidence, like evidence is closing, and you're just jumping in to the closing arguments. And you're, you're not even getting like any sort of transition. So that's why I'm sort of developing my closing during the trial. And that's one of the things that I'm working on during the lunch hours and at night um, when I go back to the office. One last tip I'll give is have, have extras at the office and in your car. And by extras, that's going to depend on you and what you have going on. It might be notepads and pens. It might be office supplies stuff. It might be exercise clothes to try to get in a workout. It might just be bottles of water um, or frozen meals at the office if you're working late that you can heat up a meal. And let Everyone you know that's close to you and care about, who cares about you, know that you're in trial. 
I have, and I've been um, told this by my family, is that I tend to be a martyr about stuff where I won't ask for help or if I need something, I won't take it and I'll make sure someone else will have it. Um, my um, niece told my sister-in-law that I was a food martyr because I always make sure everyone gets food and if if you want what I'm eating I would probably take it out of my mouth and give it to you and let you eat it that's how nuts I can be about just not taking care of my own needs one final tip is um, while you're going through all this make some time to spend with your family and friends it may not be a lot but take what you can get this weekend, I was able to get out of the office maybe two hours early. I had court on Friday and um, got back to the office and then just shut the office down for the afternoon. And um, one of the reasons I did that was because my daughter turned 21 that day and she was dropping off my grandchild to spend the night. So this was the first sleepover I had with him. And I just got to spend, I don't know, about 20 hours with him where I was thinking about the case, like it was floating around my head, but I really couldn't think about anything. He's one month old, so I really couldn't think about anything except making sure his diaper was changed, getting him to sleep, um, seeing that he um, was comfortable and dry and fed. Like Those were my goals. And one month old, it's kind of nonstop. So what I did was um, I made a little camp out for us um, downstairs. I didn't even sleep in my bed that night because I didn't want to get too comfortable in case he woke up so I could make sure I could wake up because I'm not used to getting up with babies anymore. And it worked out okay. I As I'm recording this, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm so excited to sleep in my bed tonight. Having little kids is a lot of work. But it just gave me some time to think about something that wasn't me and what I have going on. Don't get me wrong. I've still been thinking about the trial because while you're in trial, the case is just rolling around your head and you're thinking of different arguments and, and just knowing what's coming up and kind of just mentally preparing yourself for it. But I had a, another distraction, which was taking care of this baby. And then I tried not to do too much for this weekend. I'm like not getting, um, you know, over ambitious about what I need to do. I'm going to have brunch with my daughter for her birthday since um, she went out on her birthday. I really didn't spend it with her and spend the rest of the day in the office. And then today I went to church and basically stayed at home and pulled out the file and worked on it. So I've just been trying to relax and get ready for this trial. I'm going to close up the podcast for today. I know it's sort of a short podcast. I usually end with a movie review or TV shows that I'm watching or something along those lines. I haven't been doing anything except working. <laughs> so unfortunately, I do not feel really well balanced right now. But I'll be back next week. 
with a new podcast and um, hopefully have maybe have been able to catch a movie by then. Take care. If you want to find me, you can find me. You can find the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can find me on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter under Florence Legally Brunette. You can find me on Facebook under my name and on my website at brummerlaw.com. Have a great week. See you later.